Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the host of the podcast, Pure Fuckery, Dr. Monique Ross. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I absolutely appreciate you inviting me on to your podcast. Definitely. So, you know, I'm going to start with the million dollar question that everybody's wondering. Are you really a doctor with a podcast called Pure Fuckery? I am absolutely a doctor with a podcast <laughs> called Pure Fuckery. Hey, having a PhD, a doctorate degree, does not negate the fuckery that is life. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take a, like I'm still a human being and I still endure and live life. And you know, the concept behind Pure Fuckery is uh, it's simple. It's simple. Um, I don't like to you know, make it sound like, oh, my life is just full of bullshit. Pure fuckery is just one of my favorite expressions. Any, like, as far as dating, being, you know, working in corporate America and, you know, I work as a human resources professional. So having a podcast as an HR professional called Pure Fuckery, like, you know, the, I guess that's the punchline. She's a doctor. She works in corporate America as a human resources professional. I wear all these different hats, but I have fuckery in my life. And that's, I mean, it's that simple. And it's just one of my favorite expressions when I was sitting up brainstorming, trying to come up with a name. I remember uh, when I initially uh, started entertaining the idea of a podcast, I'm sitting up, my, one of my girlfriends, she was recording out of a church basement and she invited me over to record an episode. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I cannot be myself in this church. I can't. I feel censored. I feel like I can't, you know, like I'm a heathen, but I, you know, it, but I respect the church. I respect, you know, this sacred, this sacred space. So, right. you know, I was just like, I'm not getting, I, like I immediately turned the whole, was turned off by the whole idea and they were coming up with names. Excuse me. They were trying to come up with names on my podcast. And like, I remember them throwing out ideas like uh, breaking chains and, and I'm just like, I'm not a breaking chains type of bitch. <laughs> Pardon my language. You know, so I was like, so I'm sitting up. So I went back to the drawing board a few months later when I decided to really entertain the idea of a podcast. And I'm just sitting up. I'm writing out names and different ideas, brainstorming. And I, I always say, that's some fuckery or this some pure fuckery. And I, was, I remember talking to my cousin and I said it and I was like, that's the name of the podcast. She's like, what? I said, pure fuckery. She was like, you always say that. I'm like, that's the name of the podcast. And, you know, from there, pure fuckery, the podcast was born. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very interesting backstory for the name of a podcast. Wow. Oh, yeah. A lot of thought went into it, obviously. <laughs> I see. Let's talk into let's talk about your actual background because I mean you, you what are, what are you a doctor in? My so my PhD is in expressive therapies, uh basically geared towards literary arts writing. So um, you know, I, I write that's something that I've always been passionate about, something that I do in my spare time. And um I do have a, a project that's literally been on hold for several years now. Uh it's not me self-publishing it's actually under a traditional book publishing contract and um started writing this book in 2014 the miseducation of monique ross it's a three-part series and it initially started off as a list of pros and cons i was sitting in my bedroom weighing the pros and cons of a situation regarding matters of my heart uh, i was uh after i got divorced i dated a younger guy we were together for about five years and we have reached that fork in the road. Do I go left or do I go right? So I'm a pros and cons type of gal. So I'm sitting up writing the pros and cons of the situation out. Do I leave? Do I, you know, do I go or do I stay? Do I fight harder for the situation? And as I'm writing these pros and cons out, I'm listening to Lauren Hill on the speaker, the miseducation Lauren Hill. And I literally, I had an epiphany. And that epiphany said, you should write a book. You should title it The Miseducation of Monique Ross and you should use the tracks off this album as your chapter titles. And I started working on an outline of each chapter, beginning, middle, and end. And as I'm writing this outline and it just started coming together. Like if you know the album, Miseducation Lauren Hill, it's a love, it's a love story. 
And um, I like to think. Yeah, honestly, if, I did. I've heard that album so many times, and I did not know that. You didn't know? Yeah, that, it's it's a it's it's a love album. It's it's about love. Like if you really listen to it and really uh feel the music and understand the lyrics, the words, like you know that it's it's a it's absolutely a love album. You know, yes, it's it's categorized as a hip hop album, but you know if you if you really take time and listen to it, it's absolutely indeed a love album, and um. So yeah, as I'm writing out these, I'm, I'm writing out the um, outline for the uh, book, and next thing you know, I'm knee deep into writing a book, and I started in 2014, I finished in 2017, halfway through the writing process, I actually had an offer for a traditional book deal, but I wasn't done, and it was like, I'm one of those people where I'm, I'm first and foremost I'm a queen of procrastination I'll do my best work <laughs> under pressure I do my absolute best work under pressure and I get this book contract I, I was offered this contract uh through connection of one of my close friends uh who's no longer uh with us but he linked me with one of his homegirls that actually works for a she's a, a literary agent out of New York he links us up she I sent her what I had written so far she came back a few weeks later and was like bitch this is everything that I need and more we're going to publish this and the funny thing is when I started writing when I was writing this list of pros and cons even after I had the epiphany I never even thought that far ahead as far as publishing or anything I've always wanted to write a book like I said I've always been passionate about writing something I've done for years writing poetry short stories and things like that but never really thought about the next steps after I'm done so now I have this person who's you know basically solidified my work a real life literary agent who wants to take my project and to put it you know and put it out there for the rest of the world to see so once I get this contract I didn't sign it I just agreed you know it was a verbal agreement and you know because I didn't want to put myself on a deadline so I got this contract and immediately after I get the contract, writing became the last thing I wanted to do. I wow. was I, like, I had, as I, when I started the book writing process, I was still going through the pros and cons, like weighing the pros and cons of this situation with the ex, uh, with the guy I was with. And we finally broke up. We finally was official. We're done. I got this book contract in my hand, you know, that I know is waiting for me. And instead of focusing on that, I've complete, I did the complete opposite. I, you know, it's first time in my adult life ever being single. And I took full advantage of it. And I went out and I enjoyed being single. And then finally something clicked, like you have a project that you need to complete. So I went back to the drawing board and I sat down and I actually, I completed it in 2017. I completed the project in 2017. By the time I was done, the contract I had was, you know, of course they had, it had been rescinded, but not partially because of my procrastination. The other part, because the publishing house that we that had extended the contract the guy who was over my my particular project had changed publishing houses and uh, ultimately he said he didn't think that my project was going to be a fit for his new publishing house he wanted to put me in contact with some other people but in that moment I thought I just personally took it as a sign like maybe it's not time it's not my time it's not my season so I put it back on the shelf and decided to go back to school and complete my PhD so that's when I went back to school did my PhD program, came out in 2018. My oldest son was graduating high school. I had just, the same weekend as my graduation, it was his graduation. So I chose his graduation over mine. And uh, I reached out to my agent, probably like in maybe June or so and said, hey, I want to try and publish this again. So she started working on that. A couple of weeks later, I had another contract. So got this new contract I immediately go through it have my cousin who's an attorney look it over we sign it we're ready to go well then we had an issue with non-disclosure agreements so they wanted three of the main characters to sign non-disclosure agreements and nobody's name in the book is the same I don't mention you know names or anything everybody's name is different but they still want the people who the story was inspired by to sign these non-disclosure agreements wait a minute really yeah, because if so, they had to sign. So you had to go get a non-disclosure just because the story was based on these people. Yes. Wow. Yes, and that what—that's where we ran into another problem. So 2018 was the 20th anniversary 
of the Miseducation of Lauren Hill's album. So they they wanted to equate that into our marketing and branding strategy. I didn't get the non-disclosure agreement signed, so the book project was put on hold. So fast forward, I'm ready to, you know, COVID, COVID hits, I'm ready like everybody should be reading my book. People are at home, my book should be out. So I reached back out, like I have the non-disclosure agreement signed. Can we please get this book out on the market? Well, we missed our window in 2018. So now we're just waiting on a new window. You know, we need to create a new window. A new window of opportunity needs to open up. So that's when the podcast became a factor. Everybody, you should do a podcast. Put yourself out there. You should tell stories. And honestly, you know, when I started my podcast, I really didn't know what it was going to end up being. It was supposed to be a story time thing where I, you know, got on camera once a week and just told different stories because I have a shit ton of stories. There's always something, some fuckery <laughs> and not always, and it's not always just fuckery, but there's all, I always have a damn story to tell. And, uh, you know, I was kind of, thwarted into this and I finally agreed okay I'm gonna do it so we do the podcast I go back you know to my publishing house like okay I'm doing this podcast I have built up you know x amount of people following me these are my numbers as far you know the stats as far as you know who's listening and where they're listening at blah 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 you know can we please get this book out so they let's we need more so I went back to the drawing board. I continued to put out content week by week, uh, start engaging more people as far as bringing on different co-hosts weekly and just, you know, sharing in different experiences uh, with my co-hosts and, you know, the people that come on as guests and everything. So I go back and I say, okay, this is where we are. Okay, we've created a window. We're going to do it. So right as of right here, right now, back in July, I got the edited version of the book back. I went through my edits, actually went and rewrote the whole end of the book. It took me a while to get through it because I was, as my one of my guy friends likes to uh, call it, I was in an entanglement in August <laughs> that had me completely distracted to where I wasn't focused. And once I let that entanglement go, I, you know, I sat back down and actually got through those book edits, sent them back. And, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I reached out like, hey, what's the status on the project? Because the ultimate goal was to release for my 40th birthday. I'm planning this big, crazy 40th birthday shindig and book launch party. But with COVID, you know, we that's going to that's postponed it anyway. The venue that I have booked, they said that as long as a COVID vaccine is once a COVID vaccine is on the market, I can have whatever however many people I want and do it how I want so I'm going to postpone at least until that COVID vaccine hits the market and then once I get word back from my publishing house that you know everything's good to go then we're going to move forward with this project but it's been a long ass basically you know over six years technically from the process of me starting to write this in March 2014 up until now, you know, it's now December 2020. So uh, that's where we are with it. We'll see what happens. But uh, that's how I came about uh, being a podcaster. Uh, the book, that's how I came about as far as my pursuing my PhD. Uh, writing is something I'm passionate about. So I, of course, what else would I pursue a PhD in other than literary arts, uh, expressive therapy? So yeah. That's my, that's a little background about me. So look for that book, hopefully to be hitting the uh, bookshelf, bookstores rather soon. I don't have a date, a time frame on it. I just know for sure that it's coming. And I'm telling you uh, not to toot my own horn, but it's definitely, definitely worth the read. It's definitely going to be worth the read because I did. I put a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears into it. And I absolutely did not hold a single punch. There's going to be some very upset people once this hits. But one of my favorite things to say, and it's actually something I wrote on the um, at the beginning of the book, uh, if you wanted me to write warmly about you, you would have behaved better, my dear. So <laughs> we will see. <laughs> what's what's the what is the um what's the advantage of going with a publishing house as opposed to just publishing the book yourself? So self-publishing, you're doing everything yourself. You you have to be you have to market. You have you know you pay you're paying somebody to put your to put your book together and you know package it up and put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Of course, with Amazon and, you know, all these different, you know, companies and, you know, places where you can put the book out, you know, it's, 
you know, it has its pluses as far as self-publishing. Mm-hmm. For me, being a traditional, receiving a traditional contract, because like, you know, I've always wanted to write and I've always, I've done research. I've always been, you know, well, um, I guess, uh, educated on the process and everything. So I always said to myself, if I'm going to write a book and put it out there, I want it to be through a traditional publishing contract because with a traditional publishing contract, you sell the rights to your project. So I, I sold my, I, I signed a contract. They own the rights to this project. They're going to market it and brand it. You just have the backing of a, a public, of a, of, of a legit publishing house where, you know, people who self-publish, they're not, unless they, they're paying for it, they're not going on tours. My publishing house, I'm looking at a 35 city book tour Wow. Uh, in 2021. And with this 35 city book tour, see, I have the podcast now. So the goal is to take the podcast on the road with me in 2021. Ah. So every city that I, that I hit with this book tour, I'm going to also do a live show in that particular city. I haven't really been talking much on this because I'm, you know, I'm just really waiting on everything to uh, come into fruition, but that's the goal. Like I have people already on the ground, just waiting on this green light. It's going to be like an intimate wilding out type of setting, engaged audience. Uh, I've been networking with a number of podcasters in different cities so that when all this does come into play, I already have my ducks in a row. So when I touch down in that particular city, I'll do my book signing, you know, whatever they have me set up to do for the book. And then Pure Fuckery, the podcast is going to, you know, take over that night and do this live tape and live show to where, you know, I air live on all my platforms that I put my podcast out on and uh, put it out there. So just having the, you, you sign the rights, you get a, you know, you get a check from the publishing house, you sign your rights over and they do everything for you they do everything for you so it takes you know the whole process away from me that I would have to do and then like I said just having that back end of a publishing house where the marketing the branding and you know financially they're basically footing the bill to get this project out there so they won't so they they don't they don't have anything to do with the podcast just to no not at all the podcast is solely that's me I own it Okay. Let's talk more about the podcast. Like when you, when you first, I know you said you, you, when you first started, you, you wanted to tell stories. How did it come about that you started getting guests? Cause most of your podcasts, you have guests. Yeah. Like people just started reaching out to me. Like the second I put it out and I really, and I won't even say when I really started, cause I never really pushed the podcast heavy. Like I just, it's, I'm, it's a one man show and yeah, I have people that support me, but you know, nobody's going to go as hard for you as you go for yourself. Right. And because, you know, I'm stretched in as is with everything, all the other hats that I wear, everything else I have going on in my life, I don't really have you know, the time to commit to the, you know, marketing it and, you know, promoting it on social media platforms and everything. You know, I put a post out a week, hey, here's the content, watch it or don't. Like, you know, I'm hella inappropriate. So I sometimes, some episodes <laughs> I'd be like, please don't watch it. <laughs> you know, it is, it is what it is. Like I, I stand behind my content. Like I said what I said, you know, but uh, as far as um the guests, I, people just start reaching out. Like, in my dms or on a post i want to come on your podcast how do i get on your podcast and it's like it's real it's not it's nothing and like people really like i had a guy that came through last night and recorded and he just kept promoted on social media he's like i want to be on pure fuckery the podcast he's just so excited and i'm just like wow like this that's dope to me because he he doesn't even know like i record people don't know this about me i record out of my bedroom you know, I have a section in my, my, my bedroom is so huge. Like I have a section in my bedroom. That's where I, my podcast is set up. And I was like, here he is promoting on social media. Like he's so excited to go to this podcast. He's recording and he don't even know he can ready to come over to my house and in my bedroom and record, this podcast. <laughs> you know, but you know, it, it's a, it's a whole vibe. Like I, you know, if I bring you into my space, into my energy space, especially my living quarters, my main, my bedroom, you know, you have to know, I, I use a lot of sage. I go through a lot of sage up in this room because I have to, you know, keep the energy levels in my room. You know, this is my safe space. This is my haven. But, well, let, me, uh, let, me, let me stop you for one second. You, mm-hmm. you, you record, I thought you record online. What do you mean? No, I, I'm, I, uh, what do you mean online? Cause you said he, you, he, you, you two didn't do it in person, did you? 
No, no, we do it in person. Like the majority of my guests come to me. Yeah, the majority of my guests oh. are local. Um, I've done a couple uh, Zooms where, because, you know, I do a visual. I do a YouTube visual. So, I, um, you know, I've done a couple Zooms for people who aren't local that reach out and say, I want to be on your podcast, but not, I'll say a good 95% of my guests, they physically come to me and we sit here and we record this content yeah. in your bedroom in my bedroom i love wow. the last guy let me tell you uh <laughs> the last guy i dated the last guy the entanglement in august that was one of the major reasons why we called it quits because he's just like you know i don't you know i don't like that you have all these different people at your house in your nah, bedroom I wouldn't like recording that content nah, that, that's and a bit much I, I wouldn't let me like tell you either. let me tell you something i absolutely understood where he was coming from okay but there's always a but sir we just started dating a <laughs> b we're we're not even in a per me per him we were per me that was another argument we we're not in a relationship we're dating and there's a difference and he's harassing me you don't i've not asked you for a single contribution to my household you, you don't have the right to dictate what's going on in my house. Now, when we take it to that next step, yes, you have a say, but it got to the point where he's like, I don't even, he's telling me not, he doesn't want me recording a podcast. You cannot dictate my life. Like this is, this is a business I'm over here running. You, tr you telling me, I don't want you, basically you trying to affect my livelihood at this point. You're telling me, no, I don't want you recording. Like, I understand what you said. Like, I don't want you recording in, in your bedroom. I even get told him, I'm like, I will move the podcast because there's other areas in my home that I can record it. This is just the, for me, this is the best place for me. But I was even willing to, you know, commit to moving it elsewhere. But Why your, why just, your bedroom though? Because that's such a, for me, that feels like such an intimate space. It is. It's ab it's absolutely an intimate space, but due to the okay, so you know my I told you my ex-husband, I live with my ex-husband. So my ex-husband lives in my guest room upstairs. And that's that's one of the other places where I could record it. I could also record out of my garage. So at the time, be like I said, when I started the podcast, I didn't know what it was going to turn into. I didn't know I was going to start having guest and it was going to just immediately pop off the way that it did and by the time it did it's like I was already you know knee deep into it so it's like okay this is my setup this is where I'm at I wasn't dating anyone so where they you know where I feel like somebody would feel a way about it the guy that I started dating he didn't come for months later and that's when he started voicing his opinion on it or what have you, but like I said, like he doesn't pay bills, uh, you know, he's not contributing to my life in any way, shape, or form. We're dating, so you can dictate that. But for me, like I just didn't, I didn't know that it was going to turn into I want to have all these different people coming over, you know. And for the most part, the people that come through, I know them, I know okay, them. Okay, been, okay, okay, you know what I'm saying? There's been, I'll say, maybe five, maybe 10 people that I didn't know personally That's you know what lot. i'm saying that pulled up <laughs> yeah it's a lot it's a lot but hey it's 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 it, it works for me you know it's different strokes what? for different folks how, how do they how do they feel when when you say okay we're gonna record it in the bedroom like do they feel i mean like people that I, like i don't tell them before they get here when they show up i bring them in and i'm like oh you know come in and they sit down and they like all oh, this every i've not had a single person come in like you know, I don't want to record there. They just like, oh, this is dope. Like, no, this is dope. A, like I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I would, let's say you invited me. Like, would I, would I do it? Yeah, I would do it. But I'm not gonna lie. It would, it would feel weird. You like, okay, we record in the bedroom. I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. Like, you would have, you would have to see the whole. Like, I, I'm sure the setup is cool. It's just thinking about like a barrel because that's just such a intimate setting like i would like me personally like even like right now i record my podcast in my basement like because i just don't like for okay for me it's just kind of like when i'm when i'm in my basement because i'm we have a guest room so my setup is in the guest room ironically like you would have wanted mm -hmm. it's it's in the guest room and it's like 
when I come down here, I know like, okay, I could zone in and I could focus solely on podcasting. Like I wouldn't even want to do it. And like even internet wise, I wouldn't even want to do it in the bedroom. Cause it's just like, that's me and my wife. We, you know, that's what we have our personal conversation, right. conduct our business. So it's like, eh, I don't really want to talk. And, and when I'm doing my podcast, I like for it to just be me and my guests. So I, I really don't want, like, I don't even want, like, I don't wouldn't want my wife, if she can hear it, if I got on, if I don't have on headphones, if she can hear it, I don't want her like, well, what they talking about? What they, you know, I want to be solely focused on my guests, like, right. that's one-on-one, but that works for you. So I, trust me, I, I get it. it. It just, it just caught me off guard. That's all. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm open about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never had a single person come over like, Oh, man, you know, I ain't heard no backlash like all they were talking about. You record out your bedroom. Like, hey, Jeff Bezos started in his garage. Hey, True. you know what I'm yeah. saying? We all got to fucking start somewhere. <laughs> and this is what uh, worked for me. And like I said, if you like when people come and they see the setup, like it's my bedroom is sectioned off. It's and not even being like on Okaki shit. My bedroom is fucking huge. So I literally have one side where I have a sitting area, the podcast, and like guys that come over, I encourage, if they're, if I know for a fact, like they're married or they're in a relationship, I encourage them, like bring your spouse with you because I don't want anybody to think that, you know what I'm saying, any funny business going on. Like I've right. been, like my, my son's football coach came through and he brought his wife and like, like I know them, I've known them for years, but I didn't even, I hadn't even had the chance to tell him to bring his wife. He brought her. And when they were on the, what before he, um, when he was on his way, I was like, you should see if Alicia want to come. And she ended up, he's like, oh, she's coming anyway. So, you know, they got here and she ended up jumping on the podcast and she made the episode. Like, you know, had it not <laughs> been for her, like I, I, we, you know, probably wouldn't have got half the content that we had. And I had like the young man that I had a week or so ago, uh, he's an MMA fighter. He came on and yeah. he brought his wife. Well, he came Oh, you first. did that? You did that one in person? Yeah, he came, uh, he came over and he got here first because his wife was at work. And uh, she called him like, where are you at? And he's like, I told you I was doing a podcast and I'm in the background. I'm like, tell her to pull up, tell her to pull up. Like, I want her to come. I want her to, you know, feel comfortable. I want her to see where her man is at, what he's doing, who he's doing it with. You know what I'm saying? So she can, you know, just off of that bit of security because I'm never the woman stepping on anybody's toes when it comes to a man. You know what I'm saying? I'm a single woman and I, you know, I look at myself in the mirror. I know that I'm attractive and I have people, you know, some people are not secure enough to send their man off to go kick it for a few hours. Cause when my guests come, it's not just, they come over, we turn the camera on and we get the record. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, they right. come over, we chill. We might play a good game of connect Four. we go drink some wine or whatever. If they bring their on drink, cause I always have wine on deck. If they smoke tree, we go smoke some tree. And, <laughs> you know, just kind of, um, yeah, just kind of set the, get the vibe going. Like get the vibe, get the energy up. I burn sage, I burn some Palo Cento. You know what I'm saying? Play some music. I always ask my guests, what did you, what you ride over here to? What was you listening to on the way over here? And if they, you know, whatever music they were listening to, I turn it on. Just, you know, get them comfortable. And, you know, if I don't, especially if I don't know you, I want to talk to you. Like we, we have to build that energy between us because if you right. turn that camera on and, you know, when people that have they've never done a podcast, especially a visual you turn that camera on, people are like deer in headlights. Like they don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, they don't. I, and I tell them like, they, do you do you need me to bring anything? That's what people ask. You need me? Nope. Just bring some energy. Don't come over here on a bullshit. Come with some energy. <laughs> I need you to come over here and be ready to give this camera whatever you got to give, you know? And if not, I won't use the content. Like it was, I got, I got so much content on deck and it's not that, you know, not all of it's because the energy wasn't there, but it has to be a vibe in order, you know, to convince your audience. Like I've had episodes that I've aired because I didn't have content and I've had people like, I can tell you wasn't feeling it. I, I can tell you one. Yeah. Cause they didn't come with the energy. They got in front of the camera and just did not, you know, so, had, so you had to scrap a couple of them or you just, what you do with them? 
they're just they're just sitting there. They're just sitting there, and then you know when I when I get you know hard up on some uh, content, <laughs> then it probably it'll probably go out. You know what I'm saying? It'll probably go out there. So hey, those you know are, we, those are emergency episodes. Yeah, it's my emergency episodes. Yeah, for real though. But that's you know that's just how I roll though. Like you know I'm I'm just one of those people that I don't mind sharing my energy space with people. You know what I'm saying? Because first and foremost regardless of what type of energy they come in the door with can't nobody knock it off you know knock your energy off unless you let them so and that's why I say that's why I say all the time like people look at me like I burn sage like you know I'm not off into witchcraft you know people say oh it's witchcraft you burn sage and you do this and you do that no all that stuff is in the bible like you know this is ancestral stuff my ancestors did this stuff you know so um I don't take you know trip off what other people say about what I do as far as how I protect myself and my energy. And then, you know, I've had family members even speak on, I got my ex-husband and my cousin, they're doing a podcast out of his house and his wife, she, you know, she don't like the traffic that's coming in and out, like to the point where they might, I don't know if they're going to end up scrapping their podcast or trying to find another place to record it because, Mm -hmm. you know, she, you know, she, gives them a lot of you know he he catches a lot of flack about it but i took her some sage i'm like girl burn this sage over here you know if you're feeling the way you know clear out your energy space you know you just burn some sage open some windows you know pray meditate you know clear your space because if people come in your door if they coming in with bad energy send it right back off the door with them you know you don't have to retain it you don't have to retain it and people don't understand that like you you you're allowing it you're allowing it i don't allow it you know if i and if i feel that somebody's energy is off you know what i'm saying i will immediately i've done it where and that's why the content didn't go over you know the visual or the conversation didn't go over great because i'll turn the camera like let's go on and get this camera rolling because i want to get you out my space if i'm you know if i'm yeah i will straight let's get the camera going we gonna go on and roll this camera get this conversation out the way and if we get (laughs) we get some content we get some content if we don't we don't but i get them out my energy space asap because i you know i pick up on it like no this ain't this not a bad this not a bad but i've only probably had one or two people where i felt that way where it wasn't a vibe and i'm just like yeah but other than that i've had awesome ass guests People come through, they bring me all kinds of stuff. I, you know, I send them out the door with t-shirts, wine glasses, whatever, but they straight come through, bring me flowers. They bring wine, whatever they got, you know, they smoke tree, they bring tree with them. They leave me with something, edibles, whatever, you know, it's, it's all good. And it's just, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm literally enjoying every minute of it. Like I am completely and absolutely out of my comfort zone. Like, which um, what what which? How do you feel when you got to do it like through Zoom? Because I I personally I I would love to do um in person, but mm-hmm. you know with people scheduling and trying to get people in the same room, it it became very difficult. So I I moved all mine to Zoom, which I actually like. But how do you feel about recording? internet wise recording on zoom i've only done i've done i've co-hosted of course i've co-hosted on a number of episodes where it was a zoom or just a you know conversation uh through through a um some type of uh platform where they record their podcast or whatnot and mm-hmm. i've done several of those and honestly it's all about who you're doing the who you're doing it with you know yeah. what i'm saying I put me personally, I prefer my guests in my space. Um, I've had great, I've like, and I've only done three of my episodes where, and they haven't even aired yet. They're actually coming up about to air uh, the next couple of weeks, but I've only done three episodes where, no, I actually done two episodes that were my episodes via zoom. And I, I didn't, I mean, if for what it was, we got some content, but I, I just, me personally, I prefer that intimate in my face. You know, I'm, I'm a, like, 
I'm, I just like to be there in, yeah. in my energy space. Like yeah. I call it the full Monique experience. I mean, not, not podcasting, but just sharing my energy with people. Like I want to have that experience with you because I, I am, I'm a whole experience. Like it's, it's, you know, I'm a vibe. <laughs> I'm a vibe. <laughs> like I said, I would, I would eventually, you know, eventually I will move to um, in person, but that's, that's down the line. Like when, you know, when I get settled in, you know, where I want to be and all that stuff. But I, but I personally, I'll run out of space because one, I don't want, I don't want that much in my house. Number one. And number mm-hmm. two, I, I always, I always want my home to be my home. Like when I get in the right. house, I don't want to think about, I don't want to think about anything work related. I mean, much right. as I enjoy podcasting, I do want a separate space for that. Like I go to a certain space. I know I'm recording it. Like I do all my podcasts and stuff there and then I come home and I don't have to worry about, I shouldn't say I don't have to worry about it because I love podcasting. It's just, you know, right. I don't want to, like if I had the means to have my own space and and do it like where well, I don't have to worry about, you know, how because you know, like here I record in my house and thank God today the Wi-Fi is acting excellent. So, <laughs> you know, it's just things like that. Cause you know, you're in the basement, sometimes you don't get the best Wi-Fi. So it's just, it's just different things you got to deal with when, but when you in person, you don't have to worry about connection issues. You know what I'm saying? And, and you right. do get to feel that person energy. Cause I had my first two was, um, was in person and we had a really good time. I knew the dudes, you know, we, we were like brothers. Right. So I, it, it went off really well, but the experience I had of just trying to get us in the same room made me realize it's it's best to just try to do it online. And see, that's why I typically, you know, I do one, each episode is with that specific guest. You know what I'm saying? The only time we end up with extra people is if they bring their spouse or, and nobody, like, don't nobody show up with friends and stuff. The only thing they coming through if, if you know, with their wife or their husband, stuff like that. Right. But, um, I, I said to myself, you know, because the uh, the guy I was dating that had the issue with it, he, he had made up, he said, you know, we could get you a studio space, you know, where you can record it. And I just was like, I don't even want, we hadn't been dating that long. Like he was trying to run when we should be walking. And I'm just <laughs> like, no, I don't want, like he's trying to interject himself into, into what I got going on. And then he even was talking about, cause I was like, you know, I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to get a, you know, when I buy my new house, I'm going to um, have a separate entrance for my spot. I'm going to get a, you know, have a studio and it's going to be a separate entrance for my guests to come through. Like I have no desire to go elsewhere and record i want to be in my house and i like the most what i want to do is have a separate entrance now as far as my where i record it now my bedroom my house is a split level and it's on the lower level and my bedroom is actually was supposed to be a, a family room like it's i don't have a basement but technically this would be the basement. It's the, it's the uh, main level of my house. Everybody in my house lives upstairs. Everything else is upstairs. So my bedroom, the garage and my, in the bathroom. And so nobody's coming in my house and they're not all through my house. They come in the door. They literally are right there in, in the, you know, where I record it in my bedroom or whatever. But even, like I said, even still when I move into my new house, I'm going to, still have a studio it's just going it won't be my bedroom it'll be a separate studio i got you I with a separate saying. entrance and everything this is you know this is just you know i'm using what i got to get to where i want you know but um i but i have no desire to go off and venture off into a studio or anything like that unless it just grows 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 and i get like some type of deal where you know spotify iheart they're putting the bill for everything yeah, cool. But until then, no, this is com- this is absolutely convenient for me. It's absolutely convenient for me. And I don't have trouble getting people together when I have multiple guests. You know, I have like my cousins came on early on on the episode. I hit them up like y'all coming on. You know, this is what time. And that's typically what I, when my people hit me up, want to come on. I, t- you know, show up between six and seven, six thirty and seven, you know, expect to be here for two two to three hours it just depends and like I said I've had people come where I turned the camera on within 10 minutes of them being here because I want to get the <laughs> hell out I've had people come like you know one of my good friends I met you know basically we became friends over her coming on my podcast 
um, it was a business relationship at first. I had reached out to her needing some uh, help with some business stuff. I was consulting on a project and we connected that way. And then she found out I had the podcast. She's like, I want to be on your podcast. And I'm like, okay. And this lady came over and two and a half hours before we even recorded, we sitting, we talking like, and we have so much in common like this. She is me and I am her. And next thing you know, like, I, we didn't even know what we were going to record like she writes she does grant writing and pure fuckery is not the place for grant writing conversations so I'm like well I don't even know what I'm getting ready to talk about with her <laughs> and after two and a half hours of talking with her I leave out my bedroom to use the restroom and I come back and I, like as I'm walking in the restroom I come up with the title of the episode and I came back and I was like the title of this episode gonna be who said no new friends and we turned the camera on after that and got uh, that you was know probably what? one I of listen, my best I heard that episode. episodes. Yeah, I love that episode. Yeah, that was a good one. I heard that. Yeah, one. like that mm-hmm. was and, and I me and this girl, we straight like I was that's who I was on the phone with before you uh before I jumped on with you because she talking <laughs> my head off. It's like, you know, I straight I built some very solid friendships and just it even extended some friendships and relationships with people. I remember uh, when my cousins came on, my two female cousins came on um, and it was, um, I, what was the title of the episode? Something about um, insecurities from the female perspective. And uh, my two cousins, they're both married. They came on, two of my closest friends as, as for, and cousins. And I remember them coming on and after the camera stopped rolling, we had the most intimate, heartwarming, gut-wrenching conversation because the two of them, they're, they're uh, sister-in-laws. One's married to my cousin and the other one is actually my biological co- cousin and she she's married to her brother. And we had, like, I, I'm telling you, like, this solidified the relationship, like, our bond, it made it even stronger because we turned that camera off and we just sitting here talking, laughing, drinking wine. And I don't even know how the conversation went to where it went, but it was one of those discussions that needed to be had, like some family shit. Like we straight opened up and talked about some stuff, you know, shared some family shit that nobody's discussing. You know, we they got on my case about some stuff as far as, you know, me being so picky and, you know, why are you single and this is what you, you know <laughs> like all these things and you know I they yell at me like they got in me about um you, you know you should just be go back and be with your ex-husband like everybody loves my ex-husband he's a permanent fixture in my family no matter what the fuck happens and <laughs> yeah they straight yelling at me and like I got mad because I'm like why don't y'all be with him then like why are y'all always coming at me telling me to be with him you know like it was a, it, but it was a conversation that needed to be had, and it like it straight ended up like we cried together, we laughed together, and we hugged, you know, through it, within that five six hours that my cousins came and spent the evening with me and did this podcast, and it's like that solid that solidifies something in that relationship between two sister in laws, a cousin in law, and a cousin, and it was one of the dopest experiences I had because when they left out my door, like I felt. Like, I just, I felt something. I felt like we bonded. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, 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 it's something. It's podcasting is something. And uh, you, it, you, you develop, you, it, it just, I personally think it strengthens certain relationships and it, yeah, and it, it builds does. bonds, it, you know. Yeah. And you get the network with people. So I, I absolutely get the so. network. Yes, definitely. You got to, I'm going to close you out with this because you got to, a huge milestone birthday coming up. Um, you're getting ready to turn 40. What are you what are you looking forward to just moving forward in life? Cause you got you got some time to look back, but you also got some time to look forward. So what are you looking forward to now at this point in your life? Man, I say this I, I'm looking forward to turning 40. I say bring it, bring it, bring it. As far as what I'm looking forward to the future, um just more life, more peace, more prosperity, more abundance, more success. I've accomplished so much in the last 40 years, you know, and some of my greatest accomplishments, like my boys, my dope ass boys, um, my oldest son, he's 20, about to be 21. He's about to take the, uh, the final part of his real estate exam. Wow. Um, he already owns a business. 
you know, and he's not even 21 yet. He has such high hopes and dreams and aspirations. Like, so what I'm looking forward to is just continually watching him grow and be successful and knowing that I had a hand in that, uh, watching my youngest son come up. He's heavy in the football and, you know, just seeing where he ends up, what, what path he ends up down. And as far as me, man, I've, I've accomplished so much in at 40 and I could have easily been a statistic easily ended up on somebody's pole with some clear heels on. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding, man. And I, I, you know, my dad was so hard on us coming up and I look back on it, you know, I, I had a, a, and I've talked about my dad in a couple of episodes, my mom's deceased and um, oh, she's been gone 12 years. Thank you. But uh, my dad, my mom was so easy and my dad was so hard on us, but had it not been for him being who he was, you know, do I agree with his methods and his tactics that he used as far as rearing us? Not all of them, because I absolutely don't raise my kids in the same manner that in which I was raised as far as discipline and everything like that. But had it not been for that ride, I, like I said, I could have easily been up, been, ended up on somebody's pole and not to knock no strippers because hell strippers making more money than some of us making, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, if, if I had the, if right here, right now, where I, where the stage I'm in my, at in my life, if I had the body for it, I probably would go out and be like, man, you know what I'm saying? I got a mom body. I got stretch marks. I got a kangaroo pouch from a, from a C-section. You know what I'm saying? But no, on a serious, serious note, man, I, like I said, I've accomplished so much in the last 40 years. I'm at a stage in my life where I feel and I know in my heart of hearts that I literally can accomplish and achieve any and everything that I put my mind to. Um, I face some fears. I've conquered some demons. This COVID 2020 uh, COVID stuff has really allowed me to sit idle, to sit with myself and face like, you know what I'm saying? Some of my biggest fears. Uh, I've lived some nightmares. Like I literally, out live and in color, live some, some of my nightmares have lived out, played out right here before me. I can't go off into it because it's so personal, but um, you know what I'm saying? I've just, this year alone in the last 40 years, man, I've just, I'm just in a space where moving forward, I know that I can do whatever it is I want to do. I can do whatever I put my mind to. What I'm looking forward to is launching this book coming out, at least part one of my three-part series and putting this, putting this out for the world to judge, read, cry, laugh, be happy, be sad, and just feel all the emotions that I felt throughout the uh, writing process of it and just really give people a better understanding of who I am, my story, where I came from, you know, where I'm headed and, you know, just the things that I've endured. Like it's, we all go through stuff. And I always say, you don't know what battle, you know, people are fighting, what battles they're fighting, be kind. And that's something that I live by. Like I'm always kind to every single person I meet. I try to spread love and joy and happiness and peace everywhere I go. You know what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. I got, like I said, I conquered some demons this year and I'm just looking forward to conquering more demons and just every day that I'm above ground, waking up and just knowing that I have another day, another chance, another opportunity to get something right. to to, you know, pursue another dream and to get it right. So I don't know what the future holds. I just know that these last 40 years have been one hell of a ride, one hell of a roller coaster. I've endured, I've laughed, I've cried, I've been happy, I've been sad, I've loved, oh, I've loved so much, and I'm just ready to continue doing all those things, and being just a bigger and better uh, version of myself, you know, one of my homeboys calls this version of me, this new version of Mo, who's out in the public doing this podcast, Mo 2.0. So, uh, yeah, you know, Mo 2.0, like I'm just ready to continue being, you know, my authentic self and, you know, giving people authentic content and letting them know that, you know, hey, you can be a doctor, you can have a fucking PhD and have a podcast called Pure Fuckery, work in corporate America (laughs) and smoke pot and drink wine and be <laughs> wild and crazy. And guess what? My kids think I'm the dopest mom. And my boy is like, absolute. I get on their last nerves. 
their absolute last nerves with my inappropriateness. Like, you know, you're not on my Facebook. A couple of weeks ago, my oldest son, I say, what you doing today, son? He says, I think I'm going to go to the store and give me some wheatgrass shots. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I think I'm going to go to the store. I was thinking about going to get some ass shots. And he's like, <laughs> why are you like this? Like, that's me. Like, all day, every day. Like, I got something wild to say. And they just, my, my oldest son, he does the edits for my podcast. And every week, I don't care, no matter what, this kid, as he's working on the edits, he comes down here because he stopped at a point and he'll come in my in my room and he'll say, Mom, why are you like this? <laughs> and I just like, and he'll press play and I'll be like, oh, my bad kid. I didn't, you know, I mean to say that, but it's, it's hilarious. You know, when he's 20, he'll be 21. And it's like he, him doing these podcast edits gives him the opportunity he's learning and he told me he's like mom I learned so much from these podcasts he's like because some he's like you talk to me about a lot but you don't say a lot of this stuff you would never say a lot of this stuff but as I'm doing these edits like he's learning about you know relationships sex men and just all different types of topics we cover on the podcast and he does all the edits on it so it's hilarious but you know I'm just that's what I'm looking forward to continue doing this podcast uh taking the podcast on the road this book tour I'm looking forward to my 40th birthday party whenever that happens after, you know, this COVID vaccine is released, uh, launching a book on my trip, my 40th birthday trip to Paris that is postponed. I'm looking forward to that. And just, uh, you know, like I said, continuing to be myself, being me, being authentically me and encouraging other little black girls who didn't come with a silver spoon in their mouth that didn't have it all growing up but had people in their life that told them that they can be and do anything they want to be and encourage them to, you know, you can, you can go twerk and still go to class and get that PhD. You know what I'm saying? You know, like (laughs) stuff like that. That's where I'm at in my life. Like, man, just, you know, as far as like belief systems and everything, man, just continuing to, you know, nurture my beliefs, my spirituality, um, and learning and growing and um you know continuing path on this path called life this crazy beautiful thing called life man that's what i call it definitely well i want to thank you dr ross for your time i really appreciate you doing this um before you leave make sure you tell the people how they can follow you and follow your podcast all right, definitely. You can find me on uh, the visuals for the podcast is Pure Fuckery, and it's on you, YouTube, Pure Fuckery, the podcast. I'm across all platforms. If you, wherever you listen to podcasts, iHeart, Amazon, Apple, Speaker, Anchor, you name it, Spotify, I'm there. Google Podcasts, just pure, simple. It's Pure Fuckery. Uh, social media, you want to find me on Instagram as so, S-O-O, sophisticated with the number one or pure underscore fuckery on Facebook. You can find my pure fuckery page or just Monique Ross. Um, I appreciate you for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, I was excited to do this uh, episode with you. And uh, yeah, it's your favorite Dr. Bay, Monique Ross. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate it. And it's been an honor having you. Absolutely. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I truly appreciate all your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. And my Facebook is also conversations with lamp. Again, have a good day.